Welcome to Saints Alive, where we take you with us to meet God's most heroic followers. The saints were just ordinary boys and girls who allowed God's love to transform them into real-life superheroes. Their love for God changed our world. Did you know that God has sent you here to become a saint? It's up to you to choose love over fear, to be courageous, faithful, and kind. The choice to become a saint won't be easy, but it will be worth it. So listen closely and open your hearts. These real-life tales of the saints from the past may just inspire you how to live your story. Let's go on this adventure together. Catholic Family Crate and Saints Alive have teamed up to create an interactive listening experience with a collection of saint coloring pages. These pages are hand-illustrated, free, and you can download and print them from any computer. Color along by listening to Saints Alive by downloading these coloring sheets at catholicfamilycrate.com slash saintsalive. Again, that link is catholicfamilycrate.com slash saintsalive. Even though they are now in heaven, the saints are still close to us. We listen to their stories and ask for their prayers. The saints hear us and help us, and they want us to become saints too. Maybe you already know all of this, but you don't feel very close to the saints. So many of their stories took place long ago and far away. Our story starts in the present. The date is today. We're out of school. Maybe it's a lot like yours. There's a young girl sitting on a brick wall, and from around the corner, we can see a nun in a habit walking towards her. Let's listen in and find out how the saints matter in their conversation. What are you doing up here, Emma? Usually you're the first one out on the field. Oscar says girls aren't as fast as boys. Oh? And he's right, Sister Maggie. Hmm. Your brother is two years older than you. Could that have something to do with it? But it's not just that. It's... it's... Yes? Sister Maggie, why do men get to do all of the important things? Not quite sure what you mean. Well, the important saints are men. You know, the ones that people talk about? Like St. Francis of Assisi. And St. Clair of Assisi? Or St. Patrick. Have you heard of St. Brigide? But the Pope is always a man, and the priests are always men, and the disciples were all men too. You're right, Emma. The Pope is always a man, and so are all the other priests who serve the church. After all, Jesus himself was a man, and he chose 12 other men to be his apostles. 
The church honors the choice that Jesus made by only ordaining men to the priesthood. It's a way to show that we we are still willing to listen to him even today. But women have always been important to Jesus too. Then where are they in the stories? Well, the first person who Jesus told that he was the Messiah was a woman. And the first person who saw him after he rose from the dead was a woman too. And when all of his apostles had abandoned him, do you know who stayed by his side? The woman? Yes. From the very beginning of the church, women have drawn close to Jesus. Even today, the women who give their lives to him are called the heart of the church. The nuns and sisters, you mean? The ones like you? Yes, the ones like me, throughout the world and throughout history. Well, and I'm not trying to be rude, sister, I promise, but that was all a really long time ago. I just, do you have any other stories? I always have a few stories. What about mm, Joan of Arc? Still too long ago. Mother Teresa. She lived kind of far away. Can you think of anyone closer? (laughs) Okay, all right. I think I have a good one. Does St. Francis Xavier Cabrini sound familiar to you? Isn't he a man? No, you're thinking of somebody else. St. Francis Xavier Cabrini or, or Mother Cabrini was definitely a woman. Okay, we can try her. Okay, good. Our story starts in Italy over 150 years ago. There's a girl, just about your age, standing by a canal wall. She's folding a piece of paper into the shape of a boat. Ugh, Italy. What's wrong with Italy? Everyone is from Italy. Just give her a chance, Emma. I never said she stayed in Italy. This girl was named Francesca, and she longed to be a missionary. She wanted to sail away from Italy and take the gospel into all the world. She often visited her uncle, Don Luigi, a priest who lived in the nearby village of Livagra. The mighty Venera River ran through the town, contained by a strong canal. Francesca loved watching the water. She'd set small purple violets into paper boats and launch them into the canal, pretending that these tiny flowers were missionaries and the river was the ocean. Just one more boat. There. Now for the missionaries. Francesca gently picked a handful of violets and placed them into the boats. Now, brave missionaries, go! Go into the world, making disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Did you, did you hear that? What? I don't hear anything. Help, help, help me! It's the Cabrini girl. She fell in. You, run along the wall and yell up ahead. Hurry. Before she reaches the tunnel, she'll be drowned. Someone, find Don Luigi. Don Luigi! Don Luigi! Hang on, Francesca. Hang on. The river's too fast. No, no. Lord, save this little girl. (laughs) Francesca. 
Francesca. I'm here. Oh, Cecina, are you all right? <laughs> yes, Uncle, I, I think so. <coughs> what happened? You came with the boats, my child. You lived too far over the canal in Felin. What would your mother do to me if something happened to you? But how did you get out of the river? I don't know. I, I don't remember anything. I was on the canal wall and... Then I was here, with you. Your guardian angel must have rescued you, my dear one. Uncle, I'm so sorry. No matter. You're all right now. Come, let's walk back home and get warm and dry. Please, please don't tell Rose about the game with the boats. What? Don't tell your sister about your little violet missionaries? I figured she already knew. Rose thinks I can't be a missionary. She thinks it's a foolish dream. What do you think, little one? I think I know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Just like St. Paul wrote, Uncle, I want to be like St. Francis Xavier. I want to travel around the world telling everyone about Jesus. I want to go as far as China or even further. I want, I want, oh, I'm so tired. Come. I will carry you the rest of the way. Do you think my dream is foolish? No, child. I think it is like you said. You can, and will, do anything to Christ who gives you strength. Francesca Cabrini never went near the canal again, but she kept dreaming of becoming a missionary. When she was 27, she professed her final vows as a nun. She took the name of her patron, St. Francis Xavier, a missionary priest who had converted thousands in China several centuries before. Did she go to China just like him? No. She was in Italy when she made her final vows. She hadn't left the country yet. What? But she was already 27. Yes. That's so old. That's, that's even older than you. Okay, that's true. What was she doing that whole time? Caring for orphans and teaching, working and living with other nuns. That's all? What about doing all things through Christ? What about China? She was doing one of the hardest things of all. She was waiting on God. How long did she have to wait? Well, I could just keep telling her story. <sighs> Fine. You can keep going. Francesca found many other nuns who shared her dreams. They loved her, not only for her passion for the world, but for her devotion to them. She never asked anyone to do a task, small or large, that she wouldn't take on herself. The other nuns called her mother, gladly. In 1880, their institute was formally founded in Condogno, Italy, 
the Missionary Sisters of the Sacred Heart. They dedicated themselves to serving the people who lived in Northern Italy. Soon, there were too many sisters for one house. House of Missionary Sisters spread across the countryside. Mother Cabrini kept praying that one day a group of her sisters would sail to far off lands just like her little violet missionaries in paper boats. Mother, the orphans are off to their chores in the yard, and I've gathered the books we have for the catechism class of this evening, but we wanted to talk to you about collecting some of the goods from the kitchen for the needy families. Yes. We've been talking, and, well... Go on. Mother, how are we supposed to provide for them when there's barely enough bread for us? Sometimes I wonder if helping them when we have so little ourselves is... Well, impossible? Yes, uh, that's a one word for it. Oh, Mother, once I thought we'd be missionaries. As though our work will ever be done here. How would we ever find the time or the money? My daughters, nothing is ever to daunt you. You are to press on, not of yourselves, but under obedience. I have already learned that whenever I failed in any undertaking, it was because I trusted too much in my own powers. None of us will fail if we leave everything in the hands of God. Under Him, the question of possible and impossible ceases to have any meaning. Mother, I want more than anything to believe you, but it's hard to think we can feed the hungry when our own bread bin is nearly empty. Is it? Sister Battestina, would you please check to see how much bread is there? <sighs> I just looked this morning. There's nothing but crusts. But I will check again, Mother, if you're asking me to. I am. And thank you, daughter. Sister Aleta, can you answer the door? Of course. Monsignor's here to see you, Mother. Oh, Monsignor, thank you for coming by. I wonder if you wouldn't walk with me for a moment. But of course, Mother Cabrini. It looks like uh, all is well at the house, Mother. I trust things are uh, running smoothly. You wrote that you had questions about Rome. Yes, Monsignor. Every voice seems to be against my going to Rome and asking for mission work in other countries. Father Serati, the Archbishop, everyone I have talked to has advised me against this. They all say it's impossible, that I won't get anywhere with it, and that I should satisfy myself with our work in Italy. Well, Mother, you are missionaries here. In the years you have been here, you and your sisters have rekindled the faith of Codonio. Perhaps uh, the Archbishop and Father Serati do not wish to discourage you as much as they wish to keep you here. Do you think... Do you think foreign missions are impossible for you and your sisters? Monsignor, I believe that I can do all things through Christ, who strengthens me. There is no doubt in my heart that missions to other countries are possible. This has been my dream for as long as I can remember to sail the distant shores 
and speak of the peace of Christ to those who need him. I believe that this dream is from God, that it's been him ever since I was a child, dreaming of China and further calling me. Now he calls me and my daughters. We're longing to go. What I need to know from you is this. Would going to Roma and asking the Holy Father for his blessing for foreign missions be disobedient? I don't think any of these advisors were placing you under obedience, Mother. They don't want you to face the disappointment of going to Rome and being given a resounding no. I agree with them that it is difficult to get a word from Rome in matters like this. You must be prepared to wait. But if this is what God has given you to do, then go. Go to Rome. Seek an audience with the Pope. I will explain everything to the Archbishop while you are gone. Mother, Mother, I... I... Sister Battestina, is everything all right? The... The bread bin, it's, it's full, full of fresh loaves. Even though the baker says she's baked nothing for a fortnight, she hasn't had any flour. I see. Sometimes God makes the impossible possible. Go to Rome, Mother Cabrini, and may God be with you. This is just the beginning of St. Mother Cabrini's story. To find out what happened next, tune in next Monday, November 20th, to hear the rest of her story. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Alex. I'm Melissa. And I'm Tanner. After two years of production, we are thrilled to announce that Saints Alive has joined the team at Hallow, the number one Catholic prayer app in the world. Hallow has supported us from the early days of our production and has cheered us on at every step of the way. With the support of their incredible team, we will continue our monthly Saint episodes and create brand new series in 2024 including a Lenten series for kids and Eucharistic miracles. We are so grateful for all of you, our listeners, and we can't wait for you to hear all that we have in store. And thank you to all of the patrons who helped make this episode possible. Sophia, Fulton, Azeli, and Peter Kramer, Michael, Clara, Gianna, and Agnes Ware, the McNamara family, Anita, Rosie, Theodore, and Edith, the Shaw family, Den, Emily, Jerome, Georgia, Madeline, Sebastian, Reuben, Agnes, Felix, and Theodore. Elizabeth, Charlie, and Bernadette Zeiler. Jack, Layla, and Isaac Hendricks. Maria, John Paul, and Michael Metz. Emma, Margaret, and Mary Elizabeth Kohler. Elsa, Leo, Ian, and Seth Lohman. Tegan, Isla, and Samantha Kearns. James, Grace, and Lucille Christan. 
Stanley, Mary, and Jude Yusufovsky, and the Damasi family, William, Catherine, James, Emma, Jude, and Susanna. Thank you all so much 